Hey, welcome to another episode of Clearlight Connections, where we talk to the people behind the businesses of Bay Area Houston, proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, today, I have Ryan Kirksey with Family Promise of Clear Creek. Uh, please tell tell us about your organization. Well, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, Family Promise of Clear Creek is an organization that exists to serve specifically homeless families. We talk a lot in our community and in the greater Houston area at large that you know, homelessness is such a problem, but people often forget the hidden side of homelessness, as we call it, which is homeless families. You know, we have the stigma of what someone is homeless looks like. But in our community, there are, there are hundreds and literally thousands of, of families that are facing homelessness right now. And what we do is try to exist to serve to bring them out of that, not just give them a temporary solution, but a permanent solution, and try to give them the skills, give them the, the resources, give them the things that they need to get out of whatever situation they're in to put them back on the right track. Yeah, and, and when did you guys start? So we relaunched, we existed um, many years ago, but relaunched back in the community back in 2017. Um, and we have, since that time, served uh, more than 50 families. Um, just in this past year, we have, we have been able to host 57 individuals as part of families. Um, so we're really looking at about 50 to 60 people at the, coming through the program each year. So we're getting close to about 300 people that we've served since we relaunched back in the middle of 2017. And speak a little bit to, okay, we live in the Clear Lake area and everybody thinks, oh, it's it's affluent, right. but the need is real. And, and you know, t- talk to us about that need and what people need to start paying attention to, because I think people have ignored this long enough. Yeah, it's it's an interesting set of statistics when you look at... We get data from the different school districts that we serve, right? Because they track um, students that that self-declare as as homeless, or at least their families declare that. And we were shocked to learn, at least in last year's data, that over 875 children are designated as homeless. That's just in the Clear Creek School Mm -hmm. District. Between Clear Creek, Friendswood, Pearland, Alvin, Dickinson, there are more than 2,000 children that are uh, labeled as, as homeless. And so it is. It's, it's a shocking number when you think about those areas, Pearland, Friendswood, Clear mm-hmm. Lake. You don't think about families being in those types of situations. Uh, but it, it is just something where we want to destigmatize that and understand that there are a lot of people in our community that deal with that um, and you know, sort of try to help do what we can to reduce those numbers as much as possible. Yeah, it's it's. I, I've lived here now for twenty something years, and just to see how over time this problem's become more and more right. prevalent, it, it's it's shocking. And so, tell tell people how they can get involved with your organization, so that they can yeah. that you guys can help more people. Yeah, the best way is just to go through our website, ccfamilypromise.org. Uh, you'll see there all of our resources. You'll see there how to connect with us through social media. You'll see how to. Uh, volunteer. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about the volunteers here in just, just a moment because that's you know, sort of the lifeblood of what we do. But the best way, sort of the hub for all that we do is through that through that website. Um, you'll learn about the staff that we have, the volunteers, and what they can support us, the ways that they can support us. Um, so that's really a good hub for everything that that, that, uh, that we try to accomplish. So it's, it sounds like you're like a lot of the nonprofits in this area. with You do rely heavily on yes, volunteers. Yes. T- tell me about that. We, we couldn't exist w- without them. And frankly, we have over 800 volunteers on our roster right now. And that sounds like a lot, and it really is. But we always need more. It's something where we, we rely on relationships that we have built with 
community churches and other community organizations whereby these churches not only house the families on a week-to-week basis, they also vol- uh, help us secure the volunteers through their members or the connections that they have. They help us prepare and plan for the meals and the programs that these homeless families um, are to receive every week. So, yeah, through the course of these partnerships with um, 13 host churches that actually house the families and then five other partner churches, that's where the majority of these volunteers come from, but there are also uh, quite a number from, from throughout the community as well. And again, if, if somebody's interested in volunteering directly with you, they should visit your yeah, website. Yeah, visit the and... website, contact uh, Gail Nelson, who's our executive director. Uh, she helps with a liaison in each of those churches. They coordinate those volunteer efforts, and so that's the best conduit just to go in and get involved that way. So here, here in, on the show and in, at the chamber, we, we talk a lot about buy into Bay Area and, and keeping things local, and th- this sounds like a great example of local people helping other local yes, people get yes. through homelessness. That's one of the things when I was first asked to join the board that appealed to me the most, the fact that I live in this community. Um, since I've left school, I've lived now in Clear Lake, Friendswood, and League City, so I've been involved in this area for for a number of years, and the fact that I will be able to give back, not just of my time, but now being able to help others contribute to that, it stays local for us, and the, the fact that I can really make a difference here where I live. So you're a board member? Yes, that's correct. Of the I'm, organization? Yes, so this is my third year as uh, as chair of the board, uh, so I'm actually, at the end of this year, going to finish up my second term as, uh, as board member, but yes, yeah, been fortunate to serve as a board member for a number of years and now uh, serve as an officer position, helping guide sort of the strategy in the next group forward as we move after, after this year, and particularly after the, after the pandemic. So obviously you're a volunteer as well. Yes. So yes. thank you for what you're doing. I, I've, I've been in a similar position with other mm-hmm. organizations and, uh, it's, it is. It's a truly a great way to give yes. back, and and the time you're putting in. I, I think it speaks really highly of an organization mm-hmm. when a board member such as yourself is willing to come out and talk yeah. about the organization and not just rely on the executive director. Exactly. And one of the best policies I think that we have is that when we as board members, staff members, people that are involved with the, with the organization, when we do volunteer we are not permitted to share our affiliation with them. So it just becomes more of a relationship where we can get to know these families, understand where they're coming from. It doesn't become a, well, this is how it's going, or these are the complaints I have, right? It becomes more of a, let me connect with you and understand where you are. And that really makes the volunteer experience that much more enriching. What I love about what you're saying is you're focusing on relationships and partnerships. And, And I think you know, you guys aren't necessarily a business, but as a nonprofit, you have to have some business principles in order to survive in this climate. Correct. It's, it's as simple as that. Nonprofit doesn't mean you don't need to make money and, and have a, a good business strategy. Right. That's right. And it's refreshing to hear you talk about uh, the, you know, the need for the relationships. But tell me what, what does the relationship with the, the client, I guess, in this case, look like? What does it look like from kind of start to finish what's the program and yeah. you know what's the end result so we get every month hundreds and hundreds of calls uh, from people looking for assistance many of those frankly are not sort of within the framework of what we do maybe it's people that are being abused maybe it's people that um, are seeking to to get out of a certain situation and we help put them in the right place where they can be helped but ours is specifically for families that 
are in the midst of losing or have lost their home and are looking for um, a way to get back on track. And so what happens is we go through this series of, of screenings where we determine, okay, this is a legitimate family environment, meaning mm-hmm. one or two parents with one or more children or a child on the way. Yeah. And then what, uh, what are the needs that they have in terms of housing, in terms of the length of time that they need to be, um, that they need to be helped? And so what happens is we typically like to think about it in terms of a three- to six-month process towards what we call graduation, which is sometimes people come to us and they have a job, right? It, it, maybe it's just a reduction in hours or a spouse got laid off. Something happened to where it's, a, it's an income situation, but they may still have a job. Many times they don't. And so what we do over the course of those three to six months is say, we want to give you, through that network of volunteers, we want to give you some skills, some professional skills, some life skills, some money management skills, where we say, okay, we feel comfortable now helping you understand that you've reached certain touch points along the way, which helps get you to the point where we want to make sure that they're secure in a job. We want to make sure that they're secure in an apartment or in a rental home. So if they meet all of these points along the way, then we feel comfortable saying, okay, we've put you on the right track and have helped you become more sustainable on this path to, to staying out of homelessness. And really what we try to do then is, is stay connected with them after the fact. We want to do as much as we can by, uh, we have a program um, that allows our the families within our program to lease or buy vehicles from us that have been donated, right? So that's one of the biggest expenses that these families often face. They have a car, they can't make the payment, it's broken down. So we have a program where they can cheaply buy a car from us. We have a program where we pay the first and last month's rent or deposit for them when they go into um, into a new place. We wanna help put them on that right foot to success, mm-hmm. and then we'll stay up with them along the way, giving them the assistance they need after they after they graduate. Well, and I, I love the idea of trying to keep the family together mm-hmm. because you know kids don't get to choose parents. Correct. But if Correct. the parents are willing to put the time in, and, and you know the kids can't help themselves right. at this that's point. Right. So I really love your focus on the family as a unit because yeah. I think that's so critical. And and it's 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 so important for those kids, and and it sounds like the focus is, you know, yeah. it's, it's more holistic than some it, other programs. It, it is a, a truly holistic program in that we're trying to support the entire family. One, and two, look at their entire set of circumstances to say, okay, you don't just need to learn how to balance a checkbook, or you don't just need to be put in a job. We want to make sure you have the complete set of skills when you leave. And then you're right, the most powerful advocates for our program have become the graduates. We do a number of community events and they'll come back and speak. They volunteer for us. We have several that are now on committees that are part of our, our board. Um, so they want to remain involved with us just as much as we want to remain involved with, with their lives. And it's, they've really been powerful allies for us. So it sounds like you've got a lot of success stories. Any, yes. any one in particular that, that you know, comes to mind where you're like, you know, that's really what it's all about. One of the relationships I've developed with a, a graduate that was one of the first ones there after we relaunched, um, she moved down here from New York, just her and her very young daughter, and she was escaping a really bad home life up there. And so she came down to Texas, knew one or two people, I said, I just have to start over, I have to go somewhere where I can be safe, um, where I can take care of my daughter, got here, couldn't find um, a job, just couldn't get their feet on the ground. Um, and her story is just an incredible one. We, she was one of the first ones to come into the program. 
she has, uh, you know, in a period of just a few months, was able to, to graduate. She was able to find a job as a, a teacher going into a school year. Um, she was able to find an apartment for her, her daughter. Uh, we're now members of the same church. Um, she serves on the, uh, on the operations committee that we have as a subset of our, our board. And she is just one of the most delightful, enlightening, just happy people that you'll ever meet. And I don't think it's because of Family Promise necessarily, but I, I just like to think that we played some role in getting her life to the point where she could take care of herself and her daughter the way that she wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, she took the brave step of escaping a bad situation. We just helped get her on the right path once once yeah. she was here. And it's her story is 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 truly incredible. And she comes and and speaks and is at a lot of um, our events from time to time and. And uh, she's been a really big advocate for us in terms of helping families understand, you know, get past your fears, get past the emotions of, I need to take this step to be a part of this, understand that you're doing the right thing and you're going to be better off for it. Yeah. And I don't know where I heard it, but it's a hand up, not a handout. Exactly. And you guys seem to live that. I mean, that's really exactly. the, the premise behind we, it. We could give just, you know, a month's worth of shelter or a series of meals or a financial donation, but we want to help them. You know, it, we often think about that hand up in terms of pulling them out of something that they've been involved in, pulling them out of a situation that maybe they couldn't get out of themselves. And that's what our, our volunteers are really there to do. And you talked about the rebrand and became Family Promise. I, that seems very strategic and that you you guys put some deliberate thought into Yeah, that. so we're part of a larger national organization, Family Promise at large, and there are more than 200 affiliates across the country. And there are actually several within the greater Houston area, several other Family Promise branches, but it was something where we really looked at this community and said, yes, we're shocked by these numbers that we're seeing in terms of the homeless children. And so mm -hmm. the Family Promise of Clear Creek really became a focus of, we're going to look at a certain segment of this, you know, this city, and we're going to focus really on this area and try to stay within about a 25, 30 mile radius of where we're located. So that's the area that we're going to serve and really be strategic about, you know, we don't want to try to be all things to all people, but really focus on the community in which we live. Yeah. And, and nonprofits, oftentimes they lack that strategy Yeah, and, and yeah. there, it, it makes you more, you guys sound like you're highly effective because you're strategic and you stick to your strategic initiatives. That, that, that is the, the, the goal, certainly, um, that we don't want to deviate too far f from that. We have tried to slowly implement um, programs in addition to just the supporting and, and helping the homeless families, you know, some, some diversion and prevention programs whereby, you know, like I said, we're getting hundreds of calls a month, and many of them we have to say, I'm sorry, we just don't have the capacity or the resources to deal with that, but we'll point you in that direction. Mm -hmm. But we love to become an organization that not only supports those that are in a situation of homelessness, but also helps prevent that from ever happening. So we're starting to try to implement that into it without losing focus on the fact that we really want to focus on these on these families that are part of our demographic. Yeah, and, and hopefully people pay attention and realize that this is just becoming a huge problem. Yeah. What else would yeah. you like to tell the audience about, you know, what you guys are doing, your, your greatest needs, and, and how people can get involved? Yeah, like I said, volunteers are, are one of the, the best ways to get involved with us. There are so many different ways that that can happen, whether it's through the life skills classes, whether it's through partnering with the churches, donating meals. Um, you know, this past year and a half has been a challenging one. Um, when you are a program that relies on really volunteer 
face-to-face interaction to make something happen, you know, mm-hmm. housing families, making meals for them, sitting down and, and, and being a part of those meals. Uh, we had to pivot in a lot of ways to uh, finding innovative ways to make this work. And, but we've been just incredibly fortunate to have volunteers and churches and organizations that donated to us that allowed these families to stay in hotels when churches couldn't house them to donate meals when it wasn't possible for people to come face-to-face to help, to help mm-hmm. make them. <clears throat> we've, uh, so that volunteer network, just, we just hope that it continues to grow, even though we've been so successful with it. Um, we do look for uh, new ways to get people involved. That's why we have every year our, our annual gala. And this year that's coming up on November 13th. Okay. Um, it's going to be um, on a Saturday evening, starting at 6. We have Phil Stacy from American Idol coming to perform. He's a big advocate of Family Promise. He's going to come perform as part of this um, gala. All of this detail is on our website as well. Okay. Um, but in terms of how you could help with either donations, resources, financial contributions, um, the gala is a great way to do that. Okay, great. Any, anything else for the uh, that you want to let us know? Well, we're just, I mean, not only grateful to be a part of the community, but grateful to have partners within the community. It's obviously the... You know, the Chamber and others have been terrific supporters for Family Promise, and we've just been grateful to have so much support you know, in both directions, right? We try to give as much back as people have given to us, and it's just, you know, like, like I said, through the Chamber and other, other partners that we have, we're just incredibly thankful that we've had that much um, support, not only through volunteers and donations and resources, but just that we feel like it's a tall task to try to say we will end homelessness in this area, but we feel comfortable in saying that we have the resources we need to battle it as long as we need to, and we're just grateful to, to be a part of a community that's willing to do that with us. Well, your passion shines through. Uh, it's always a pleasure to meet a, a volunteer board member who <laughs> who's not only willing to step up and do these types of things, but it, it really advocate for their organization. Yeah, so yeah. kudos to you. Thank you for all you do in the community, and uh, Looking forward to any, any, any ways we can help in the future. Yeah, thank you, Jameson. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hello, Glidock Area Chamber of Commerce members and Bay Area Houston. If you're a business wanting to expand your customer base, give back to your community, think about the quality of life around Clear Lake Area, think about joining the Chamber. Go to clearlakearea.com for more information.